Welcome to By Faith with Frank Shelton. Frank speaks at the schoolhouse. church house and has even been interviewed at the White House, but is most grateful to speak life into your house. Here's Frank Shelton. Hi, welcome to another edition of By Faith. I'm your host, Frank Shelton, and boy, we have a program just for you. Man, one of the highest honors of my life today is getting ready to introduce our next guest. Jana Alcorn is no stranger in Christian circles around the globe. God has used her to literally touch multiplied millions for His glory. And Jen, I want to welcome you to the set today. Oh, Frank. God can call me home. It's good to oh. finally catch up with you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you and Ruthie today. Oh, well, we thank you for your encouragement. Uh, you're not only a minister to the ma uh, masses, you've been a minister to other ministers. And thank you for speaking life into us. Um, I want to show a clip from CTN's founder, uh, sat down with Jana some time ago, and it is so powerful. I just felt like we should cut to the chase I want to go ahead and roll that tape now to set the table for what we're going to share with the next half hour. In the next few seconds, call a friend, uh, tweet someone on social media, because this is the show you don't want to miss. Work through all of this. Well, it took me a while because my prayer life at this point, after all the repeated loss and calamity, my prayer life had deteriorated. My prayer life consisted of two words, oh God. Oh, I thought God's first name was O, because I walked around the house all the time. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I was devastated. I felt like my hopes and dreams had been dashed to the ground. And how can I go on, especially without my life's partner? You know, Bill and I, we were one. How can I go on without Bill? And so I really was on the floor of life. I describe it like this, Bob. I was in the basement of life. The electricity had gone out. And this elevator had nowhere to go but down, and I was on it. And it was uncontrollable, this plunge toward the darkest pit of my life. So I found myself in the floor of my study, calling on God, this, oh God. And I began to question God. Why did these things happen to me? I love you. I'm not perfect, but Lord, I love you. I have a heart after you, God. Why did all these things happen? And I began to listen to the book of Psalms. I couldn't read it. I was too broken down to read. But I would turn the Bible on the CD player. And just the assimilation of God's Word began to give me hope. Because David said, in thy word do I hope. And I was, would hear the Psalms. And one that I would hear repeatedly was, why art thou cast down? Oh, my soul, hold thou in God. And repeatedly, I would see this guy named David, who was a man after God's own heart, who had his own story of calamities, asking the Lord why. 
So that was me. But I found out, Bob, God can handle our why. He's big enough. He's, he's not going to knock us off the planet. Jana, that's absolutely powerful. And I really believe God doesn't use the blessed the most. He uses the broken the most. Yes, yes. Would you agree with that? A absolutely, Frank. You know, just seeing this clip reminds me of where I was at that moment when I felt as if my hopes and dreams had been dashed to the ground. Uh, in my life, I had gone through one horrific tragedy after another. Right. In 2001, my stepdaughter was killed in a car accident. Six months later, my mother-in-law passed away. 30 days later, I spoke at my dad's funeral, one of my best friends. And eight months later, I was boarding for Africa to begin an orphanage in Haley's memory. And my father-in-law unexpectedly dropped dead. And then months after that, my husband died in my arms with our 12-year-old son sitting on the bed with us. And Frank, I, I was done. I, I was over with. My life was not shattered. I was in shards. Mm. And I said, God, I can't go on. You know, how can I live with, with such pain in my life? And it was during that time, Frank, that I had a revelation by the Holy Spirit that God is the God of hope. Amen. And, and I found this in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 where the word says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope Amen. by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it transformed my life, Frank, wow. to see God as the God of hope. And I know that's happening for so many right now who are watching this program, Amen. that this, this revelation that he's my hope Amen. and he's your hope too. He's, Amen. he's the hope of the world, that's the good. God of hope. Well, you know what? Society and Satan offers hype, but only the Savior offers hope. Absolutely. And let me ask you two questions. One, did any of your Christian friends or family, going through all that despair, where is God in all of this? Yes. Did people ask you that question? It, it's a tough thing, especially when you've been a Christian a long time. Mm -hmm. You're, you're very seasoned in the things of God. You've walked with God many years. My mother dropped me off at a Greyhound bus station when I was 15 years old to go out of state to share the gospel. Wow. So I've been, I've been sharing his words since I've been 15 years of age, Amen. testifying of the goodness and the grace and the love of God. And then things started happening to me which seemed to be inconsistent okay. with how I viewed God's nature of love. And it did cause a dilemma in, in my philosophy, mm -hmm. a shift in my thinking. And I truly believe at that time, rather than just believe that God is some magician who waves his hand and everything is okay, I believe that God's word teaches us that his grace is sufficient Amen. for us. And that many times God doesn't stop the fire, but he compensates for losses. Wow. You know, in, in my life, God did not stop the fire but he compensated for loss. Man. And I'm still experiencing that compensation as my son and I are beginning to understand more and more that this God of hope, he actually grows in his greatness every day. Amen. So it, it's, it's a shift in philosophy. Wow, well I have this saying that the adversity you face today is preparing you for God's varsity tomorrow. 
Absolutely. And I used to think my life was a rubber band, and I thought, my God, if you pull me back another inch, I'll snap. Mm -hmm. But the beauty, he wasn't snapping me. He was shaping me. Absolutely. And the resistance on your life today will determine the distance you'll travel for his glory. Absolutely. And here you're 15, getting on a Greyhound bus. You were a holy roller quite a while ago. This Can bump, I get an amen? This bump, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know what? And what a lot of people don't understand, they see people like you and I, whether they're singers or speakers, on the platform, and they think everything they touch turned to gold, or they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But they see the public platform, but they don't see the price in private. Absolutely, And yes. there's an anointing, not in our success, but in our service and setbacks. Yes. So what would you say to the person watching today, maybe don't waste your wilderness? Absolutely. Don't waste yeah. your sorrow. Don't waste your wilderness. Absolutely. You know, the things that we go through, they refine us. They, mm -hmm. they make us. There's something in us that God takes these tragedies and these trials. And I say that all things work together Amen. for good to them that love the Lord. And I have an acronym for things, all things, trials, mm. tribulations, tragedies, hindrances, inconveniences, necessities, grief, sin, sorrow, sickness, all things work together wow. for good, Frank, wow. all things. And you know, it may not be good, Amen. but God knows how to work it together for good. Amen. And, and I believe that this God of hope, he can see through our facade. He can see through the times we're trying to fake it. We don't have to fake it. We all have pain. We all have sorrow. But it's in knowing him as the God of hope and seeing him through a different perspective that causes us to come with great joy. He says, you know, a woman, when she is in travail, she has sorrow, she has pain. Mm -hmm. But when the birth comes, she has great joy. And that's like with Christ. You, know, you go through those trials, you go through those tribulations, you're in the university of adversity, mm. but you graduate with a degree in knowing who God is. Amen. And that's the thing, Frank, is coming forth knowing that you see an image and a picture of God that maybe you didn't realize that he is that God of hope, mm. like for me. And I came up from that adversity wow. realizing, you know what, God, you're, you're Jehovah Sneaky. That's who you are. Amen. You're Jehovah Sneaky. Amen. Because you sneak in the back door saying, let me show you a part of my character Amen. and a part of my nature, maybe Praise that you God. didn't realize. I am the God of hope. That's what happened to me. Amen. Why well, I love it. And so from getting on that bus to just share the gospel, you've literally now around the world, you were just in California, yes. uh, East Coast, you're preaching this week in Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. Um, how could a pastor contact you? Well, you can contact me through all my social media, of course, okay. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, I'm on there. Or you can contact me on my website at hopeculture.net, and I'll be glad to be in touch with you. Let me ask you this. Um, you definitely believe we're in some dark, difficult days. Yes. And um, what's the Holy Spirit resonating in? Do you really think we could be in the, the bottom of the ninth? I mean, God could come back tonight? You know, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about the days that we are living in, and many, many people are interested in these end times and in the last days in which we're living in that will grow darker and darker and darker. Mm. In fact, Jesus Christ said, in the world, you will have tribulation. But he went on to say, but be of good cheer, Amen. for I have overcome the world. Amen. And I was thinking today of one of the greatest men in the Bible other than Jesus Christ is the Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. In Acts chapter 9, we read the story of his conversion. 
And it says that Paul saw a light. And then in Acts 22, he talks about his conversion again. Mm -hmm. And he says, not light, but he said, I saw a great light. And then in Acts 26, he recounts the story again of his salvation experience. In Acts 9, he said, I saw a light. In Acts 22, he says, I saw a great light. But in Acts chapter 26, Paul said, I saw a light above the brightness of the noonday sun. You know, hope grows brighter and brighter and brighter. Paul said, I saw a light. Then he said, I saw a great light. Then he said, I saw a light above the brightness of the noonday sun. And you know, that's just like hope, Frank. If we fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, he grows bigger and bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter and brighter. And even though the world may grow darker and darker and darker, what I'm seeing, this is a day of hope. This is a day to put your faith firmly in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe for a brighter day. Amen. Well, you know, when I hear you speaking, um, I'm reminded of a quote from years gone by, uh, the darker the night just means the the stars come out and shine. Yes. And I just believe we shouldn't whine. We just need to shine more than ever. Absolutely. And then number two is, um, you know, God is the answer to all of life's questions Mm -hmm. and problems, and they really need the hope found in him. Mm -hmm. And um, could you give a word uh, today to maybe the pastor who just feels like they've been almost wearing a mask, that they've Mm -hmm. had to have it all together, Mm -hmm. or not be transparent in some of their messages and how someone like you is not only needed, but so relevant these days. How would you speak life into that pastor to maybe shoot them with some hope? I'm so glad you asked me that, Frank. I'm so glad because, you know, I've been on that floor of life Mm -hmm. after serving the Lord all my life, being in the ministry since I've been a little girl, preaching all over the world into about 30 countries and all over the United States. I've shared the gospel by land, by boat, by sea, by air, by train, by foot, by bicycle, maybe even tricycle, because I've been saved since I've been (laughs) knee-high to a grasshopper. But you know what I found out? Life happens to all of us. I'm not exempt from life, and neither are you. But perhaps things happen to you so dramatically that you felt like your foundation of your faith in God even was shifted. That happened to me as well. After serving the Lord for so many years, then my philosophy began to shift. I said, God, do you love me? Are you there? Do you even care? And I told him all these things. I've served you all my life, and I'm not perfect. But God, why are these calamities happening in my life? And you know, I found out that if you just keep serving God, the why question is irrelevant. That it really doesn't matter anymore why. What matters is that God took your tragedy and he turned it into triumph. And what matters is, whatever it is you're walking through right now, God is not through with you. You have a future. You have a hope. And I just sense by the Spirit, prophetically, that there's like an IV of the Holy Spirit going directly into your spirit man right now. He's bypassing those things that happened to you, bypassing the times you cried out, why God, why? And he's saying, I am not through with you. Amen. I remember when our little boy looked at me and he said, Mom, I wish I could die because if I die, I get to see Dad again. And I just rose up saying, Son, you will live and not die, mm-hmm. and you will declare the works of our God. 
And now I've seen 10 years pass, and that little boy is about to graduate from university now. I'm seeing the answer to prayer in my life as a mom that raised a child without dad because dad went over into heaven. Mm. But I want to tell you, the same life that God gave me, it's available to you. And all you have to say is, God, I need you. I'm dropping the mask. You know, I was snorkeling in Central America one afternoon while I was on a missionary trip there. And I swam around a clump of trees, and I got into open current. And I was headed out 50 to 100 feet of water, swimming against the current, and I wasn't going to make it. And I went down under, but I wouldn't drop my face mask. Finally, it dawned on me, Jana, if you will drop your face mask, you will be saved. And I want to tell you today, viewing right now, if you'll just drop your face mask and say, God, I'm, I'm needy. God, I need your hope. I need your help. I need you to infuse your life into me. That will be the starting point of something great in your life. Wow, that's powerful. And this is a slight side note, but uh, even in Return of the Jedi, the third Star Wars, at least from when they were released in 77, um, there was a scene where Darth Vader was dying, but he wanted to see his son, Luke Skywalker, with his own eyes. And he said, let me take off the mask. And Luke said, no, Dad, you'll die. He said, but I'll at least be able to see you with my own eyes. Yes. And the irony is when he took off the mask is that he was never more alive. Power. And even in the ministry, we can hide behind masks, um, but we're never more liberated when we just come to the Lord as we are. And even us in the ministry yes. can sometimes forget the basics. It's so important to just say, God, you know me. You formed me. Amen. There are no secrets with God. So that honest, that transparency. Amen. So important. Do you have a verse that right now just resonates with you like never before? What would you say your life verse is right now? My life verse right now is Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think just the resonation of that word, the God of hope, the God of hope. And I want to tell you, I put this on my car. I put it on my dashboard. I put it on my steering wheel. I had it on all my MP3 players, all of my audio. I had it on my refrigerator, on my mirrors. Everywhere I turned around, I had a a divine remembrance. You are the God of hope. And I knew that if I was sinking, that his hand could reach down a lot faster Mm. than I could ever fall. And that God of hope rescued me. So that's my verse, Romans 15, 13. God of hope. Wow, well, praise God. Um, Let me ask you this. Did anyone prophesy over you as a young girl or a woman that maybe those spoken life words literally kept you in the game when everything fell apart? Yes, Frank. You know, Paul told Timothy in the New Testament that you could war a good warfare by the prophecies which went before on you. Now, the prophetic word is simply an encouraging word from God. The Bible says that those that prophesy encourage. Those that prophesy lift up. And all of my life, I've been some kind of prophetic magnet, Mm. but I didn't really know that's almost like a bullseye on your back as well, you know, because we are schooled through adversity. We are, when we push and we have the resistance in life that builds our spiritual muscles. But those prophetic words kept me going to say, God, you have a future and you have a hope. And I just want to speak prophetically to you right now that are watching right now, 
And I feel this like a prophetic word for, for you from Jeremiah 29, 11. Behold, I have plans for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a future and a hope. And you know, I hope you like your future because you're going to live the rest of your life there. So make it a life of hope in Christ. Amen. Well, you know, we all carry greatness. And now we're going to go to a segment right now and talk about carrying greatness. 150 years ago, Joseph Gales was a policeman in our nation's capital. He was later assigned to the White House and grew as personal friends with President Abraham Lincoln. On Good Friday, 1865, he escorted President Lincoln to Ford's Theater and was one of the first officers to respond when he was shot. On that unforgettable night, he carried the 16th president across the cobblestone streets to where America's most beloved president would die the next morning. Joseph Gales is not the entire story. Joseph is his first name, Gales is his middle name, but Shelton is his last name. Ironically, what are the odds? One of my ancestors planted in life the cherry blossoms, and my other ancestor carried the president in death. The Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings. You may not believe in God, but God believes in you. Divinity deposit his DNA in you and you were made in his image. The Lord makes no junk. 2000 years ago, Mother Mary was pregnant with the Son of God. She carried greatness and was the first to carry the gospel and God in the process. David with a slingshot and a couple stones carried greatness, not in his hands, but his head and heart. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. David toppled Goliath in private way before he destroyed him in public. Greatness comes with a price. Joseph, with the coat of many colors, had haters. They were not jealous of his colorful coat, but the colossal call of God on his life. In life, you can carry greatness or bury it. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. carried greatness with the clarion call to let freedom ring as he helped pave the way with the March on Washington, speaking on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, delivering one of the greatest speeches of all time. His dream ended the nightmare for millions of African Americans, and with the Lord's help, they overcame. But like Lincoln, died in right to others' promised land. What went through the head of Joseph Arimathea the day on Good Friday at Calvary when he begged for the body of his Lord? What courage to confront Pontius Pilate, whom just sentenced that his Savior be slain? Today, will the real men and women of God stand up? We've been sitting out for far too long. As Christ climbed the cross, he embodied grace and greatness and took on our sin. He truly set the people free. God used a borrowed womb with Mary and a borrowed tomb of Joseph to be the bookends of Christianity. Today, the God of the universe is looking to not only borrow you, but indwell in you for eternity. Christ died and rose again that you could live. Yes, my ancestor carried the closest to the king of a nation America will ever know. What an honor. But we don't just carry the president or a preacher in their death, but the living prince of peace in our lives. It is one thing to carry an earthly king, but we carry heaven's only king by our life and our lips. We all carry greatness, but it is entirely and eternally different when greatness carries you. To order an autographed copy of Frank's book, Carrying Greatness, go to frankshelton.com and click on Merch. The signed copy is only $25, and if you order now, you'll get free shipping. Don't delay. Order your copy today.
Welcome back to By Faith. And you know, Jenna, we've been talking about prophetic. And thank God for people who spoke life into you. Um, you're prophetic. I had an ex-girlfriend that said I was pathetic. Can I get an amen? <laughs> but thank God for who stick with you. Um, I'm just so honored that next show coming up is my lovely wife, Ruth. And I just want to reiterate, thank you for not only speaking to the world, but you have truly spoken to us on the scenes and behind the scenes. And um, I just feel like in my spirit, I just need to turn it over to you. I just want you to look at the camera. This is your show, and you lead us home. Thanks, Frank. You know, it's, it's been such a joy to be in, on this program today because the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit has been so phenomenal, just experiencing the presence of God. I think Frank has got a little Pentecost in him somewhere, it seems like. But the, the joy of the Lord that is in our hearts because we have overcome. And we've overcome through Christ Jesus. And I was just feeling in my spirit right now, there are some of you that I know you're watching right now from all over the, the world. And you can sense that there, there is a pulling on your spirit right now. There's, there's a tugging in your heart. And I just really feel like telling you, like from the scriptures, and I'm, I'm carried away with so many of my favorite Bible verses, but one particular verse that I do want to mention to you is, is Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of God, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And that word salvation means total deliverance, totally being set free. And if you're bound from a past of tragedy or sorrow or trials or hindrances or tragedies, things that I've, I've been through myself and so many of you, I want to remind you that the gospel of God is the power of God unto salvation. It is the deliverance that we need. And I'm sensing like at our house during football season and we have our house full of kids and young people and we're watching the ball game and the the referee comes out on the field and, and you have to have a review of the play. And you, you go to that review and you look at that film one more time. And even though the call has been made on the field, the referee goes back to review it one more time. And so many times I've heard that referee say, after further review, the play has been overturned. And I want to tell you, I feel that like a prophetic word for some of you right now, that you've been on the field of life and you were down and the call was made, but God made another call. And he said, my gospel is the power of God unto salvation and you will rise again. You will get back up again. And I feel like a prophetic word the Lord's saying to you, get back in the game. This is your recommissioning service for my gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And I want to pray with you right now. I know the Holy Spirit is dealing with your heart right now. Today's the day of salvation. Now's the time to say yes to the Lord. Regardless of your hurts, your sorrows, your pains, now's the time to give it to God. Regardless of the call that's been made on the field, I hear the Lord say, after further review, I'm overturning that call. So I want you to pray with me now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your hope for all people. Come into our hearts today, Lord, by faith. Give us that new start today in Jesus' name.
Amen. Now, I want you to write Frank at the By Faith program, and I want you to share with him what God is doing in your life because it's a new day for you because the God of hope is coming right there where you are to restore you, renew you. Never forget, he's the God of hope. Thank you so much for watching today. To order an autographed copy of Frank's book, Carrying Greatness, go to frankshelton.com and click on Merch. A signed copy is only $25, and if you order now, you'll get free shipping. Don't delay. Order your copy today.